ICMA University is pleased to present this online program entitled The Accelerated Shift to Cloud Software in Local Government. We are very pleased to welcome all of you to this presentation. I'd like to draw everyone's attention to the links box located on the left of your screen. To download a PDF copy of the presentation slides or any item in this area, click on the link and a separate web browser window or tab will open so that you can view, save, or print. The webinar evaluation link is also in this area. You must be logged into ICMA University to access the survey from here, but you can also find it on your dashboard after today's program by clicking on the program title. It is my pleasure to introduce today's presenters, Ken Fritz and Mark Welsh. Ken Fritz has over 32 years of local government experience. He currently serves as the County Administrator for Winona County in Minnesota after spending over 28 years in Schaumburg, Illinois. He holds both an MPA and MBA in Public Administration and BA in Political Science from Northern U Illinois University. Mark Welsh has over a decade of public sector experience. Mark formerly worked as the Administrative Services and Finance Director at the City of Ashland, Oregon, where he saw a $150 million annual budget he oversaw. Um, he currently works as a Solutions Engineer at OpenGov, the leader in cloud solutions for government. Speakers, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. So Ken, thanks for, thanks for joining me today. Uh, today we're going to look at your journey uh, through your, your cloud evolution, going from a, from a hard, cumbersome on-premise solution to, to really using, using the power of the cloud to, to improve your efficiency in your, your county operations. I just want to first thank, thank our partner, uh, Amazon Web Services. We, we built our platform on AWS because its expertise in cloud technology enables us to quickly bring the market solutions that free up our users from routine manual tasks. Cloud solutions empower your teams to apply their valuable skills and experience toward mission-critical work and citizen satisfaction. So once again, thank you to AWS for, for sponsoring this webinar. A quick overview of the OpenGov ERP cloud. So the OpenGov ERP cloud really consists of three different suites that all sit on top of our reporting and transparency platform. So the OpenGov ERP includes our budgeting and planning uh, suite. This is uh, a robust, world-class uh, budgeting and planning where you can go in, enter your, your operating budget, do your capital budget, uh, and then plan the future, do your workforce planning, do scenario planning. Uh, a lot of people are using OpenGov budgeting and planning. Uh, through the COVID crisis to plan different scenarios and see what those impacts are. There's also the financials piece, so a full ERP uh, financials package, as well as permitting licensing and code enforcement. With the permitting licensing and code enforcement, it also includes a robust workforce uh, plan. We can do um, everything from grant management down to, to, to permitting. All of the suites sit on top of our reporting and transparency platform. The reporting and transparency platform allows you to do really in-depth analysis on any of your different, different um, data that you're looking at, both being financial information where you're able to track uh, cash flow, you're able to track uh, overtime or, or any, any of your financial information, as well as, as those key performance measures. Uh, if you're tracking progress towards certain goals, we're able to report on that as well, and then ultimately be able to tell that story to our community. 
OpenGov has over a thousand different um, different cities and, and governments across the country uh, utilizing it. It's, it's a safe and trusted choice in, in cloud software for governments. You know, all the way from California, the county of Mono, uh, county of Suffolk, and, and even including uh, the city of Minneapolis. So, over a thousand different different customers to date using the software for for many different purposes. But Ken, let's get to the heart of our discussion today. Uh, what was the catalyst for Winona County uh, to shift to the cloud? Well, Mark, originally the uh, software I was looking for was something to provide uh, more transparency to Winona County's financials. Like a lot of small uh, local governments, uh, they, they had a once-a-month financial statement, uh, very little presence on the website at the time. This was in uh, 2016. And we wanted to provide some of that financial information to the community so they could, they could follow that on a monthly basis. And at the time, OpenGov was offering the financial reporting software. It was cloud-based. And uh, so we adopted that in 2016. And then shortly after that, um, I'd been fairly new to the county. And we had an issue with our budgeting in the sense that we did what a lot of places do. And we had spreadsheets. And uh, we collected the spreadsheets from the various departments. And then finance would synthesize them into you know, the larger spreadsheet and so forth. And with that comes a ton of different problems, you know, uh, duplicating uh, information, errors, and so forth, and just the time involved in, in going through that process. Uh, OpenGov had come out with a budgeting application uh, that allowed us to enter data uh, at remote sites or wherever, wherever we wanted, because it was cloud-based. And uh, that information was immediately available to myself and to our finance director and we were able to use it then to prepare the budget. So uh, that's what drew us to it, and, and uh, we've been working with them since and, and, and moving, moving uh, further and further uh, into the cloud as their product's been uh, developing. So when you, were, when you, when you started to, to recognize some of those problems with your budgeting, the, the Excel-driven, you know, prone to errors, uh, cumbersome processes, I always struggled with that, you know, different versions. You don't know which one is the latest right. up-to-date um, scenario that you're looking at um, and all those problems. What, what, were, like, what were you really trying to solve, though? Was it just, you know, budgeting and planning, or were you looking at holistically across the county um, freeing up resources? Well, at that time, uh, you know, because I was fairly new to the uh, county, so it was a matter of trying to identify um, you know, specific things where we could make improvements fairly quickly. Uh, you know, I've always had in, in, lo in, in local government, one of the things I've always strived to do is try to create, uh, to get to that kind of nirvana, the integrated platform across everything, uh, yep. you know, which is, which is so elusive <laughs> in our industry. And uh, uh, so over the years, I've seen products come and go and, and platforms come and go and been involved in various, you know, conversions from one system to another. And it never seemed, seemed like you were ever able to get to that, to that point. So initially, I was, I was basically just trying to solve some, some simple problems that we were having here at the county in terms of uh, facilitating the gathering of data. And, and really, the other part was to provide a financial reporting in a visual manner so that the public has a better idea and the county board would have a better idea of, of how things are, are how, where we're at financially. Um, very difficult for you know public officials and, and the public to uh, 
you know, read a, a CAFR, uh, you know, and, and try to figure out what's going on with their, their local community. So uh, we've been able to put out through the transparency portal uh, information that, that makes it fairly easy for people to look in there and see, you know, what our FTEs are, how our, how our property tax levy has been uh, growing or shrinking, uh, you know, just the, the various revenues and what we spend our money on and that kind of thing. Um, but I've always searched for a more uh, broad and comprehensive uh, solution for government. And as we kind of moved forward here, um, I realized that it, it was needed here as well. Uh, so the finance director and I um, basically have been working on uh, figuring out how we might do that. We have some unique issues in Minnesota at the county level because uh, some of our financial reporting is tied directly to state systems. And so you have a lot of embedded uh, integrations that, are, that have been done over the years, and to pull those apart and pull them out uh, is a, you know, it's a difficult situation. So you need to have a product that will uh, step in and be able to solve some of those problems. And OpenGov as a partner has worked with us to do that. Great. Thanks, Ken. I know you, your journey with, with the cloud-based software um, has, has kind of evolved over time. And so I kind of want to walk through where, how you kind of started your initial goals um, with, with going to the cloud-based software with, with OpenGov and kind of look at where you, know, where you started and then kind of look at where we're going, uh, where you're going with the county, uh, going the full ERP sure. cloud. So just to start, I know you started with um, you know, a need like, like you identified around budgeting and reporting. Um, could you talk about kind of that, that initial, initial step of, you know, procuring OpenGov to do those needs for you. Yeah, so the, like I said before, we, we went with the visual uh, financial reporting uh, right off the bat, and that allowed us to connect to our, um, our legacy system and pull financial data uh, on a monthly basis uh, to present in those reports. And then shortly after uh, adopting that, we realized that working with OpenGov, um, they had developed a, uh, an integration that we could do on a daily basis. So we actually pull information on a daily basis from our legacy financial system into OpenGov, and then that gives us financial reporting information in a visual way and a, and a, a different way than our old legacy system, which is you know, uh, AS400 based and, and basically uh, numerical financial reports. Uh, it allowed us to, to present that to departments in a way that they, they could more easily use it than they were now. So that was kind of the beginning, and then we, we've moved. Um, one of the reasons we're going, we went to the cloud-based system, and we're still we're going in that direction very quickly, not just with OpenGov, but uh, we're also this year moving to Microsoft's uh, 365 uh, you know, cloud platform as well uh, for all the office tools. And so we're moving the whole hog in that, in that direction. The, the, the cloud really solves a lot of problems. Um, it, it allows you to uh, not have to deal with disaster recovery because it's done on the cloud side. Uh, backups are done on the cloud side. Uh, you don't have to touch every machine uh, with, a, with an updated app or some kind of uh, new version of, of the software. Um, you know, all those things are taken uh, care of in, in the cloud environment. Uh, your IT department becomes less uh, necessary for maintaining your systems uh, because obviously you're not, you're not, you don't have any local hardware. Um, you don't have to worry about, like I said, versioning and things like that. So the cloud presents a, a number of benefits that 
you can't get in most systems. Great, thanks for that. And, and when we look forward into you know the next year or two, uh, you, you know you're taking Winona, like you said, all cloud based, adding the financials, so the OpenGov financials, um, as well as the permitting licensing and, and code enforcement. Uh, where do you see, you know, through the COVID crisis and the remote working, uh, how were you able to respond with some of these legacy systems that don't really have the great, um, you know, access? Maybe you're doing a VPN in, but not cloud-based. How were you able to respond during COVID and the shutdown? Well, we actually, uh, you know, we had a scramble like a lot of people. We have about 300 employees, and we uh, ended up having about 175 of the employees working remotely. Uh, most of it was just uh, remote desktop work, uh, dialing in from a you know remote computer and just sharing the desktop. Um, you know that works in a pinch, and uh, it, but it doesn't give you all the things you need to do um, in in order to get the you know essential functions of government performed. So we, we've been able to make it work, but I think that uh, just the inherent issues uh, in not having connected systems or having systems that have to be accessed through multiple layers of, of software, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, um, uh, an application on your computer at home and you have to have the remote desktop, you have to have you know, a VPN connection. Uh, you know, setting that up still requires IT to go through a, uh, you know, work with a lot of the employees to get that to happen. Um, you have different equipment, and so that can in different operating system levels, and so that can all complicate that whole whole uh, situation. So the ability to support 175 people at home during the COVID crisis um, put a lot more strain on our IT department and on the employees than it would if we'd been completely excuse me completely integrated with um, you know OpenGov in the in a cloud-based platform. The other thing is that in moving to the cloud-based platform, it's not really COVID-related. Well, it is in a sense. We, we don't have some of the online uh, things that we'd like to have, like permitting, uh, licensing, inspections. Uh, some of that that we expect to get out of that portion of the OpenGov uh, cloud solution, if that was in place, would have made uh, it, it would have created a situation where we probably wouldn't Need to have anybody come into the county building uh, to do to do transactions, um, which right now, of course, is problematic uh, with the situation. So, great. Just you know, a couple slides to, to talk about kind of what you you've already talked sure. about. You know, really, it, you you started with this idea uh, of modernizing your budget and reporting uh, for a small team, um, right. and really, you know. Improving your your budget process so improve those efficiencies. Uh, we all know budget is is one of the most critical tasks that any government does, and so being able to have the most accurate forecast, being able to run those scenarios, um, change assumptions and workforce, see what their impacts are on the budget, you know, become really important, especially with with COVID. Um, you know, and, and not knowing the longevity of it. You know, what is the economic recovery? Uh, when does it stop? You know, does it is there another round? Do we have another slowdown uh, going going forward? Um, and being able to use a flexible tool um, to do that, those calculations for you become, I think, really important for governments across the country. And and so you know, really modernizing your budgeting, uh, you're able to budget across departments. So departments are actually being able to go in and collaborate and and really feel um, empowered 
uh, by their data and powered by the the budget to to really own it and, and make sure uh, they're tracking it properly. It's, and then and then it becomes a uh, single single point of truth. So OpenGov, your departments are going in, making their updates to their budget. You're going through the entire process in there. Uh, then then once once the budget's adopted. Um, as you were mentioning, the integration into the financials, all that data is in OpenGov. We're able to go in and use that as a single, single source of truth uh, for departments to track budget, track performance, and, and ultimately report on that. Yeah, is, is that kind of what absolutely. you've seen in evolution? Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the things I want to—you uh, have that slide up right now, which shows the dashboard. Um, yeah. One of the ways that I use the, I use the dashboard on a, on a almost a daily basis, really. Is that you can you can isolate certain accounts. Um, I have a dashboard called Hot Topics, and what I basically do is there are areas I know we want to watch, um, and in your typical financial reporting, to single out one line item or one program, you know you have to run the report, you have to look at it, you have to find it, and it might be buried in you know 50 other line items, and kind of look at it. Here you can basically pull out one, put it in a, in a, in a situation where you're on the on the reporting tool, the dashboard reporting tool, and, and you can just give it a quick look and you can see how you're trending. You can see if you're overspending in that account, if you're having problems. Uh, you can see if their revenues aren't where they want to, you want them to be. Um, even, I even have one on uh, cash, cash reserves. I can see our cash position every day, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So when the board came in and said, hey, you know, we want to we delay the uh, tax uh, payment date by two months, you know what's that going to do to our our cash reserves? You know I was able to look at the history of the cash reserves easily uh, on a on a weekly basis and uh, be able to determine you know that the impact was going to be minor. You know there are just a number of things you can do with with the tools that are that are there. Um, the nice thing is and, and we're not completely there, but um, as they as OpenGov kind of brings their financial system and the reporting together. Um, it it will be seamless, um, and right now right now it's seamless to me to see it, but it but our IT department still has to do a little bit of work, but that's that's changing and that will be uh, nice because uh, it'll be automatic and won't have to, it won't be any hands on from IT. Yeah, that's great. Let me uh, Ken, you brought up your your site. Let me jump in um, to to your your um, your actual site with OpenGov. And so I just opened up your your site. Um, this is yeah, you know so what you were just like talking about. There, I don't know if you could do that. Yep. Yeah. So we can go into to dashboards. What's great with with OpenGov Cloud is you can see you know it's just a web based uh, platform. So you know, Ken, any any time uh, you you want to look at data, um, you, you, I think a lot of people in in the government profession, it, we do it because it's a passion um, and and when I was finance director with Ashland, there was time, you know, middle of the night, I'd, I'd come up and be like, hey, what, you know, I want to look at this account. What is the trend in there? Um, it's great. Right. You don't have to wait till the next day. You can log in here and, and actually see it. Or for you, Ken, you might get a board member calling you, asking you a question. Um, you can actually answer it by just logging into OpenGov and, and seeing the data here. Yeah, my ability to respond to uh, elected official questions about the budget uh, has has really be benefited from OpenGov. Um, usually, you know, I'll get the question, go into OpenGov, take a screenshot, maybe uh, download a table, depending on what I need, 
provides historical information, shows what we spent, and uh, and then ship it off to the with an explanation to the elected official. Um, you know, in the past that was a lot more cumbersome and a lot more difficult, and uh, you know, by trying to draw from your legacy system. So, yeah, that's that's a, a a really, it's one of the things I like a lot because it, it impacts my particular job on a daily basis. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm looking at your hot topic one, and you can see, you know, the power in these dashboards is these these are easy to update. Um, you know, you have the reports that you're running, you're looking at the data, uh, you can drill in to get even more information uh, on any of these different tiles, but. What's great is you get that snapshot, and I can you know look at your hot topics and see you know license center revenue versus expenses. That's that's a priority of the county. That's what you're tracking. That's you know front and center, um, you know residential uh, treatment for for children mental health. We're also seeing our COVID uh, revenue expenses. So you, you can just see the the breadth of information that we're able to add to a dashboard, and it it can be you know random. It can be whatever. Uh, is the topic yep. of the day. You know, maybe overtime becomes the hot topic uh, next month. Yep. You're actually just able to quickly, you know, add that to your dashboard. Then you can log in and see it, which is which is great. And you know, I can I yeah, can see I here. Actually, uh, there's yep. I I actually have you know one for overtime because that's typically one you need to watch. <laughs> and uh, the COVID one was interesting because as COVID came on and and we started to. Uh, be told that we could get reimbursed for COVID expenses through FEMA or through the CARES Act. Uh, we started collecting that data by we, you know, we created a few account number changes in the in the um, general ledger, and then that was obviously reflected in OpenGov. Created a dashboard right away to show the expenses for COVID. So, you know, someone says, "Well, what have you spent the data on direct COVID costs?" I can tell you, it's right there. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I can you know go back out to my dashboards and I can see, you know, the the different different areas that you're really tracking right now. So, you know, you're able to look at hot topics, so those things that are coming up, maybe po more policy or or more you know public uh, information. But then it's great, you know, I can come in and I see you have a cash reserve dashboard. So what is the cash flow uh, looking like? And you know, and you were mentioning earlier, a really important topic to to be able to come in and quickly see. You know your cash reserves. How are they growing? Uh, unrestricted cash reserves. We can bring those in. Uh, we, you know, we don't have to just look at it as as tables. We can do you know different different views of this. We can actually just bring in the numbers. So I can see you know sales tax cash reserve 3.4 million dollars. Uh, so it's great that you know you're able to track not only those things that the public might be interested in, um, like we were looking at hot topics, you know more policy, but you're also able to use it operationally. To come in and get that information as well. So really, flexibility around these dashboards seem really powerful for Winona County. Yeah, one of the things that we've been able to do uh, that you typically don't see within your legacy financial system is um, identifying things as restricted or unrestricted. Sometimes the system will carry a flag for that. Mm -hmm. You can maybe run a report that way. But for us, it's really important because we have a lot of restricted cash reserves, and those, of course, you can't draw on those. For things like COVID or, or other things that aren't under their, you know, um, legal authorization, so you want to you don't want to know just what your all your cash reserves are. You want to know what your unrestricted cash reserves are. And so in our case, I was able to sort that out with OpenGov. Um, I didn't need the legacy financial system to do that. Uh, I could do it directly in OpenGov and then represent it as a visual um, uh, dashboard. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so also looking at your site, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I'm also, you know, underneath all those dashboards, you know, that's a great snapshot, uh, you know, trends and seeing kind of performance, put in targets. We can see if we're on track to, to different measures. Uh, but what's great is, you know, if you wanted more information, you also have it in this report format. Uh, you know, you don't have to log into your financial system. We know most financial systems are, are pretty hard to get data out of and run reports. Um, it's it's really canned reports, not really ad hoc, or if you have an ad hoc, it's pretty cumbersome to get that. Most of the time you're downloading it into Excel and manipulating it there. Uh, but what's great is from the dashboard, you can go into reports, right? And now you have all that information, uh, and this is looking at your revenue uh, month over month, revenue expense month over month, where, where we're able to even get more information, right? And have you been using this uh, and, and sharing sharing it out? You know, we have the functions to download a copy of it, like a PDF, or even send an email uh, to people to show them what you're looking at. Yeah, the the dashboards are a good high kind of high level indicator, and so you usually end up drilling down into the report itself, uh, and then separating out whatever information you need, and then that's where you can make a snapshot of it, or send a, a snapshot along with the table, or just download the spreadsheet if you want to. So there's a number of uh, ways to use the data when you get there. The, the nice thing there too is you have a little more screen real estate, so you can you, you know it lays out you know in, in this case it's it's a monthly one, but uh, you can compare yep. you know multiple years, multiple months, you know that all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and then it, it lets you to change the the way the uh, graph type is and, and you know all those kind of things you'd expect with some kind of visualization. Um, yeah, so you can you can really slice and dice it. Any number of ways that that work for you, you know. Yeah, the one thing I always noticed with with this type of reporting, um, and this is all internal right now. So, you know, we see this ribbon bar uh, on the left. That just means we're within OpenGov. This isn't public facing. We can make all these public facing, right? So that everything right, we're right. looking we at on the internal public. side. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But what I always found yeah. was I would send out Excel spreadsheets or PDFs to departments. Um, and, and I really saw this tool as being being the department's best friend. Um, you know, you're able to come in, they're able to see it in a just a really easy to read format. Um, I've always found finance professionals, and I was one. Uh, we we like the tables, we like those PDFs, but other departments that aren't in tune with account numbers and, and stuff, they don't really get that. You know, they look at they look at salary as salary. They don't need to see all the different breakouts that we do. Um, in, in finance, and I've always found my departments love this tool to come in and, and really understand their budget. You know, they get they can change the graphical representation quickly um, so that what they want to see. But then, you know, we keep the table view the whole time as well. So you can do the graphical representation, see how things are trending, uh, but you're also able to you know drill in and, and even get down to lower levels. So I think from a department perspective, and you see, have you seen your department? Uh, using this tool more to track their budget and really understand their finances. Yeah, you know we've seen uh, we've seen some do it more than others. You know, kind of depends. Um, some of our bigger departments are using it uh, more extensively, I think, than the smaller ones. Um, you know, obviously, bigger budgets take more analysis and more more understanding than the smaller ones we have. And uh, that is an area that we want to improve on. Um, one of the reasons is. Right now, you know, we still produce the monthly financial statement is a, uh, you know, basically a table, uh, and it's sent out uh, yeah. through the, this, you know, our system, 
and and they look at it, and that's you know that's where they see their budget numbers and so forth. Um, as we adopt the uh, OpenGov GL, uh, everything will be driven from OpenGov, and then you know they're they'll be able to just look on a daily basis, monthly basis, weekly basis, you know whatever they need uh, at the time and whatever they want they want to review it. Um, so that that'll be an advantage to them, and and obviously then they get the flexibility of all this tied directly to their data. So, it it uh, I think we'll get better at that as we move to consolidating everything. Um, so it takes it takes a while, and then like most people know, in any organization as you try to change the way things are, you know you have some early adopters, and you have some that take a while to get there. Yeah. Great. I just wanted to show one more uh, example from from your site. So you, you were touching on, you know, you, you brought on budgeting in, in that cumbersome mm -hmm. process, and and so just just wanted to show the screen um, for for OpenGov budgeting, where departments are coming in. We have security around all this, so they're only going to see what they have access to. Um, but mm -hmm. just a really nice format to to consolidate the budget process. So instead of multiple Excel spreadsheets, it's all right here. Um, broken down by proposals by your departments, um, where they're able to come in and actually do their do their budgeting. And, and have your departments really um, appreciated having a, a central location to enter their budget versus trying to find the excels and send those back and forth? Oh, absolutely. Lots of emails. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, our budget process is 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 very slick. Uh, it, you know, it's all based on on this part this part of OpenGov. Uh, once we open it up to the departments, they put that information in. They put in the, the descriptions of what's in each account. They have itemization so they can even break that down further. So if you have, you know, $20,000 in a professional services account, you can break it down to the specific contracts and, and detail. Each line item has uh, the, the sub-line items in it. Uh, you can do multiple year budgeting. We don't do that, but you can. So there's there's right now yeah we use that a lot and it makes it so much easier to consolidate the budget and and from a financial you know from the finance department and my and my standpoint we can also check you know make sure everything's in there and who's you know who's who's getting their numbers in who isn't you know with that kind of thing and and prod them a little bit if they need to get their numbers in um, putting in the capital items and things like that and you know it's just all in the same place so yeah it's it's a it's really from when I got here. Um, the process was, you know, fairly cumbersome. You know, dealing with all the spreadsheets and so forth, and it was it was difficult because to keep all that stuff in line and and gather it all up and put it all together. And this is very pain free, um, <laughs> and it also allows us also allows us to sit down in the in the COVID environment, which is really interesting, um, because so we we our budget meetings sometimes require us not to be in the same room because it's uh, you know because of COVID. Um, we can put the budget up on the screen, and everybody can work off the same budget. So uh, we can we can change numbers right there. They can they can change numbers. I mean, we you know however we want to handle it. So that's been an advantage. And, and Ken, if you if you had to put like a percentage or on on this uh, question that I'm going to ask, sure. When you you got in, you said it was a hard process. The review took a while. The entry took a while. Um, and and then you really streamlined it with OpenGov. How much time do you think, as an organization, uh, you've been able to save by using OpenGov? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because it's <laughs> you get better, you get benefits in a lot of different places. I can tell you our budget cycle time-wise dropped by probably three or four weeks. 
Um, but that's not, you know, not every day we were working on the budget, you know, so it, it's hard to put a, uh, kind of an hour uh, timeline on it. Um, and I, I think, you know, one of the big payoffs will be when we move toward, uh, or when we move to this year, the general ledger in OpenGov, and then the various things that are connected to that, like accounts payable and accounts receivable and, and so forth, because um, those areas right now aren't, aren't as consolidated or aren't as integrated as, as the budget is with, you know, in, in terms of bringing everybody together. So once we do that, that should free up a lot of extra time, um, you know, out of that process. But, yeah, that's really a hard question. It's, it's really difficult to quantify, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I wouldn't want to go back <laughs> the other way. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah. And, and you bring up a good point is, is it's freeing up time. So, you know, I know a lot of people's budget process. I did budgets for, for over uh, 16 years in, in government. And it's a lot of clerical work where you're not really adding much value uh, to the process. It's just doing that manual, uh, tedious work. And what's great is, you, like you said, you said free up time. Uh, and that's great because now you're, you're not doing that clerical work, that manual process, just to get the process done. Uh, you can actually focus on the more important things, which is doing your analysis or, or focusing on strategic goals uh, of the county. So that, that's great that you're, you're able to free up time through the budget process. Yep. So Ken, I wanted to jump back in and, and talk about, you know, that, that's where you've been. Um, you know, you, you went on the journey with OpenGov to be a full ERP cloud uh, customer, bringing, bringing in reporting and analysis, improving your, your budgeting process. But where do you see, see this going in the future? What, what's next for you? Yeah, so last year, uh, maybe for the last year and a half, uh, our planning uh, department, planning and zoning, has been looking for a permitting and inspection-based uh, software product to not only add, them, uh, add that function to our uh, you know, cloud services, so like a website service where people can you know, uh, you know, apply for a permit or apply, uh, or you know, we can have inspection notifications, things like that, going out. Um, so they they were doing that at the same time that our finance department was working on, you know, looking how we could ex continue to use OpenGov, and and you know, we started looking at the workforce uh, planning uh, section and kind of you know seeing where OpenGov was going with that. Well, so our vision was you know obviously to bring everything together if it was possible, but at that time it didn't seem like there was anything out there that really would do that. Uh, at least that we weren't aware of, and so or that we were aware of, and so last year, um, unbeknownst to us, the OpenGov announced that they were going to provide these various services in a cloud platform, and so right away, the, one of the first things I did was ask our planning department, hey, could you meet with OpenGov and see if this product will do what you want it to do? Um, they did, and, and the initial uh, information said, yeah, absolutely. So that all of a sudden made things really exciting because we saw that we could bring in um, kind of a, a you know, very comprehensive back-of-house kind of uh, system, cloud-based, building on what we already have, and eliminating a lot of disjointed legacy systems that are um, you know, still locally managed. And so it fit right in with our vision. Um, the, you know, we, we had a vision of uh, that we probably wouldn't have been able to fill or we didn't think we could fulfill. Um, we, we weren't really pursuing it too uh, vigorously because we just didn't see the products out there that would, that would fit into, into our environment. 
uh, you know, we're we're not a big a big county, uh, not a wealthy county, so you know you have to you have to have all those things in consideration, and so it was very exciting when when or when um, when OpenGov announced that, and then uh, we started to bring things together, and the pieces fell in place, and we expect during 2020, the fall, to um, start bringing in the inspection platform. Uh, we've already done a lot of work with OpenGov on, on mapping that out and how that would look, uh, and then bringing the GL online and starting to bring in the pieces, you know, connecting the financial reporting first and and then bringing in other pieces of the GL, you know, that are connected to GL, like accounts payable, accounts receivable, fixed assets, those kind of things. Um, and then uh, we're going to continue to look at the, the workforce uh, planning uh, platform to see, uh, you know, how we can we can populate that and, and then use that during the budget process. So we're we're on our way, and we, we're real excited about um, the future because. I could see a year from now, uh, and I've seen the products. I mean, we've we've gone through our due diligence and made sure that they're going to provide what we what we want. We worked with OpenGov and have a, a very uh, detailed work plan that was approved. So we're we're excited about it, and uh, we think it's going to, in the long run, really pay off. I mean, we we could see where all this integration and and then of course the the benefits of the cloud are going to are going to be great for the county. Thanks. And what what value uh, will this move to the cloud bring to your county? You, you touched well, on some of these. You know, right? we, I put some notes on the slide here, and, and you know, we, we do have a savings. We have we had software budgeted for this year, and uh, you know, the agreement that we came to with OpenGov allowed us to come in under that budget amount. So we'll actually be able to lower our our um, uh, budget for this particular suite of stuff. Uh, we've. Uh, uh, Streamlining the maintenance and providing unified remote working environment for the employees. Again, that's going to that's going to rest. It's going to give IT more time. And when you have a, a county, you know, any government where you're required to do more services, um, you know, provide more support for people working remotely. Uh, and I think that's a trend that we're going to try to like a lot of local governments. We're gonna we're not going to bring everybody back um, right away. And even as this, the COVID kind of Moves on. I think there's a number of people that will remain working remotely, or will will have a hybrid environment where there'll be a lot more remote remote workers. Um, we've shown we can do it. We can we do it effectively, and it puts less burden on you know space and and buildings and, and all those kind of things. So um, I think that that having that unified remote working environment for those employees is going to be really important. And because we, we don't want to have to expand our IT department to support them. And that's one of the, the benefits that the cloud will give us and, and that the OpenGov software will give us. Um, and I, I mentioned that COVID-19 has made us reinvent the government services faster than ever before. And that's, I'm sure that everybody that's listening to this has done the same exact thing. We had to find ways to do things that, um, you know, remotely that we've never done that way before. And there's been a lot of innovation and some real creativity uh, through the local governments that I've talked to, the counties in Minnesota, and it's it's pretty amazing when push comes to shove, uh, you know, it, it, people made it work, and I and I think that um, this tie this move for us ties right into that. Uh, it'll give us uh, even more ability to do things in the future that we might not have been able to do uh, in the past. And then I think the the key, you know, OpenGov provides the platform that matches our vision, and it, it's really interesting that we had we had a vision. And we weren't really working with OpenGov to, to meet that. We were using the products they had, 
and they they they're going in the same direction we happen to want to go, and so it created a synergy that I think is going to benefit both of us. Great, uh, that sounds exciting. So, um, when you're when you're thinking about going to the cloud, you're really thinking about modernizing and centralizing your your system. Is is that safe to say? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I know one one of those advantages of of an ERP, a true ERP, is consolidating everything to to one vendor. Um, but it's also important to know that when you're when you're consolidating services, you also want best in breed. You you know you don't want to to consolidate to to weaker uh, offerings. And, and so what OpenGov is giving you is is kind of that best in breed permitting, licensing, code inspection, code enforcement. Um, software along with with best and breed uh, financial uh, system as well as the budgeting which which we looked at and so you're able to take all the kind of best and breed software and bring them into into one centralized place which is fully integrated which uh, you know that that's really important when we think about uh, a fully integrated system we want everything to talk to each other and that's what OpenGov is providing is a fully integrated cloud software. How do you yeah, see the, the permitting side being improved um, through this process? Well, there's a, actually, the permitting inspection uh, side is really important to us. The, uh, our past system, our current system, I guess is the best way to put it, is, is a really old uh, kind of access database that was developed uh, probably 10 years ago and written um, somewhat in-house you know, I think there there was a, a, a person involved that um, did some of the the work, but uh, from the outside. But it it it's stayed that way for a long period of time, and it just you know anybody that's familiar with access knows it's good for doing a few little things, but uh, to have a system built around it probably isn't the best idea at this point in time with what's available. So we want to we want to change that um, to completely from the ground up, which which you know means we want to have it you know uh, for in the cloud. And, and we want to be able to use the tools that are out there now. So, uh, you know, all the all the kind of integrations from the web and that kind of thing. So, one of the things we're going to do is to work at, at putting what we can in terms of applications online. So, if you're going to apply for a conditional use permit for, uh, you know, uh, doing something uh, on a piece of land, uh, that you can start that process online, and then at some point, you know, that that goes through the planning process, and then. Uh, you know, has to go to the county board, our planning commission, and the county board. So we're trying to update that so that we can do a, a lot more remote uh, work rather than having a person need to come in to the building and fill out the forms and and do all that kind of stuff uh, just to get the process going. And they have to come back again. And you know, once they kind of you know the forms are kind of reviewed, and that you know, we can we can change a lot of that. But on the inspection side, uh, we do a lot of uh, obviously we're an agricultural. Um, uh, county, we have a lot of farms, and one of the things we do are feedlot inspections. And feedlot inspections are a big thing in Minnesota, and we want to be able to completely automate that process uh, in the sense of being able to support our feedlot officers who need to um, be able to track, uh, you know, the the various inspections and the approvals and documents that go with them, and uh, deadlines and and you know reinspections and notices. That go out to the the farmers and so forth. Um, all that right now is being done ad hoc, and I think you can see mm -hmm. if you can consolidate that and streamline it, 
the benefit that would bring to the county. So that side of the uh, of the coin we're planning is very excited about, and um, um, you know we we really look really looking forward to to getting that um, uh, moving along. That's great to hear. Now you you were talking about the online portal um, and and people being able to to enter permits online, something that traditionally is, is an in-person or a, a PDF that's emailed in. Do you, have you seen uh, you know, cloud-based software and that online portal being able to keep your, your government open during, during COVID? Yeah, we, haven't, we don't have the ability to do some of that, so we had to improvise, you know, and, and you, know, you can make it work. You know, people can call you and you can fill out the form for them and you know, send it back in the mail or maybe fax it to them or email if they have it. Um, you know, we still have places in the county that don't have access to broadband, and so um, that's always a challenge. And, and uh, it doesn't mean that they have to come to the county building, but maybe they have to go to another location to use the computer or whatever. But um, yeah, so it's been difficult, and I, I think you know if we had that right now, it would benefit us greatly. If you know for during COVID, um, but we just don't have it. So you know we're doing the best we can um, at this point with that kind of a, a system because we just don't have online permitting or or anything close to it. Yeah, and have you seen you know when we think about um, your reporting improvements, uh, really being best practice on on really budgeting towards performance and really using data to drive your decisions. Have you, have you seen an improvement there as well? You know, um, there, there, there's county, county government in Minnesota is a, a little different in that, um, you know, than, than maybe like city government or, or some other uh, aspects of, of local government. Um, a lot of what we do is mandated by the state. And so we, some of our, Areas that um, you know the programmatic areas are analyzed at a different level than than we you know than, than us. We just we just basically administer them. Um, but there are areas in the county that we do have more discretion over, and in those areas, the data is helpful. Uh, and having access to it locally or having access to our own data, um, you know, helps us make those decisions. Uh, we haven't been able to move you know too much to that yet. Um, but we have used it in some key places. Uh, we, we're right now in the process of um, the Department of Corrections is requiring us to build a new jail, and so as part of that process, you know, we need to know what our costs are uh, for the jail and also for the, the components of the jail that we're doing outside the county. We're housing inmates in, in different counties. We're transporting them there and back. Um, so when it comes to that kind of information, that's available in, in our system, and, and then the, the visual reporting helps to, um, uh, to highlight that information and to, to present it in those in those settings where we have discussions about those costs. Awesome, thanks. And I know you're you're going down this journey of modernizing your permitting and licensing um, process with OpenGov. But just a, just an example of how powerful the tool is. We've actually had customers um, on our PLC platform that have actually seen revenue increase uh, during the shutdown. Uh, they, you know, people are are able to do things online. It's easier to do business with with those with those organizations. They've actually seen their building permit and other revenue associated with um, you know online permitting actually increasing uh, during the time. And then they also see those. So they've seen revenue increase. People are a little bit happier uh, with the process. It's not manual anymore. They've seen time 
reductions on their staff. So, you know, staff happy, they're actually able to, you know, go through those permits and review them a lot quicker. So really excited that, that you're on that journey uh, with OpenGov as well. When we think about implementing any new new program uh, at a government level, there, there's always that struggle uh, to get adoption and, and that change management piece we know is, is, is always hard. So what has the transition been like for your team? Yeah, so back in 2016, we started out with the, with the reporting, basically. And that wasn't, uh, the, the focus of that was to have transparency to the uh, public. So that wasn't, it didn't really involve our internal uh, departments too much. Uh, we pulled data right from finance and then presented it through the transparency portal. And that information then was available to the public. Um, when, we, when we started to try to, you know, get the departments to use that data as well, Again, we had a few early adopters, and then we had um, some people that just preferred to kind of do it the old-fashioned way. So um, it, it, that's kind of where that, that was. And then there's those hurdles that you do in adopting any kind of technology like that. Um, you need to show the value, and you need to show the, uh, you know, the, how easy it is and that kind of thing. So we did, we did training, and we had people who you know, adopted a little faster than others. Then the budgeting product came along, and the, the early on in 2016, OpenGov was um, different than it is today in the sense that how they did things in the background and the product itself um, have been rewritten since then for the new uh, cloud environment. And so the product then did have a few you know, issues early on uh, in terms of speed uh, and in terms of just you know, reliability and that kind of thing. And then it wasn't as functionally rich as it is now. So we went through that process, and you know it wasn't. It helped us. It improved our process, our, our budgeting process, and also our ability to look at um, data, uh, as I indicated before. But it was it wasn't without you know kind of a little bumps in the road here and there. Um, but we you know that was 2016, and and that was it's not the case today. Um, when when OpenGov rewrote the the or maybe you could explain it better, but when they moved from what the old platform was and the, and the way that things were designed to the new one, um, it, it's, it's way, way better. And it's, it's reliable, it's fast, it's the things you'd want it to be. So it, it, that's not even an issue anymore. And of course, they've added a lot of functionality to the budget uh, program uh, over the years. And, and they've added other pieces like the workforce development or workforce planning. Um, so it's gotten better and better. Um, so that's kind of the, you know, the, there's been significant improvement in it uh, over the last several years. And then now with this adoption of the full financial system and the permitting and inspection and licensing system, you, you know, you've got a full suite that you can draw from, uh, to, you know, for your organization to kind of back a house stuff. You're always going to have other systems, and we have other systems out there for the state. We have other systems from law enforcement. Um, but, you know, this, this is an area that almost all governments have. You have, you know, you have a core financial foundation that you need to provide, and you have certain functions that are tied into that, and that's what this this addresses, and, and that's so it'll be a big portion of our uh, our uh, uh, you know software and, and uh, technology infrastructure in the next couple of years. Yeah, and you know, can you bring up a, a good point on the the evolution of OpenGov and OpenGov's products and and what you touched on was the advantage of, of being in a cloud software uh, relationship with a vendor is every two weeks OpenGov is 
is pushing out these enhancements. Uh, it's getting better. The product's improving. Functionality is improving on a two-week basis. Because you're on the cloud and everyone's on the same version, those are automatically applied uh, to your to your county. So you don't have to have IT staff, you know, pull it off the the web to to download uh, and give you the latest version. You get that every two weeks, and and that's one of those big advantages of cloud software is it, it you're on the latest version, you're on the latest greatest, um, and and your IT doesn't have to be involved. Uh, during that that you know upgrade of the product, yeah. And any anybody that's dealt with government software knows that that whether it's the IT department or it's or it's the actual department using it, um, moving from one version to another in the past was was a nightmare. Um, not with OpenGov because <laughs> it was it was on the cloud, but with other software, it, whatever you do that, you had so many things to upgrade, and you had and sometimes there were license issues, and you had to pay more and. You know, you, it would come out. Maybe you get an enhancement once every six months if you're lucky. Um, yeah, this is this is a completely different environment. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, we've we've touched on uh, some of those advantages um, through through teamwork and collaboration uh, with your with your modern modern technology. Um, you know, it improves your training. You have you have more training opportunities. It's integrated into your actual best practices. Um, and, and you're able to you know, gain public support through transparency. Have you seen an improvement in, in support and people from the public understanding what's going on with the county through public engagement? Yeah, actually um, the, the portal for the financial reporting, it's interesting because I've had a couple things. I had one, uh, one commissioner that was elected a couple years ago, two years ago I think, and when she was before she, you know, was running for the county seat, um, you know, she used the transparency portal quite a bit to, to learn and understand more about the finances of, of the government and and uh, to get familiar with it as she was, you know, um, uh, coming into the elected position. Um, I've had uh, uh, our, you know, people we've talked to about uh, in the bond market, you know, if we're going to issue bonds or we're going to work with our financial consultant. They pulled the information right from the the portal. So when we actually when we met, they were referencing information they already had that we didn't have to provide to them, uh, and we were you know we were right on the same page. Same with the bond uh, uh, the, in terms of the the rating agencies. I've had them say you know well we pulled this information off your website and they already they're ahead of the curve because they don't have to go find it or or get you know obviously they're still going to pull it from our capper but um, but yeah they're it's easier for people to see what's out there and. And kind of get a basic understanding. You know, there's obviously it's more complicated than that. Um, you know, but you can look at, and we put some historical data out there too as well. You know, we have our we have our uh, property tax levy for the last I don't know 10 or 12 years. Um, you know, we show those kind of things so people can see how things have changed. Our FTEs. You know, how we've reduced staffing over the years. So those are good public, uh, good tools for the public to see that look we we are making progress in terms of trying to minimize the size of government and things like that. Great. Thanks for that. Ken, any, any final thoughts or takeaways for the audience? Um, I, I just think that like anybody that's dealt with software and government, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a marathon, you know, not a sprint to use something that's probably over, over said. But uh, yeah, you, you just want to take, be patient. Um, what you're looking for, at least in my mind, I'll put a plug in for OpenGov here. I know I sound like an OpenGov commercial, but the bottom line is, is that they've got great customer service. Their product's evolving. They understand the market they want to be in, 
and they're targeting their their work and, and software and, and you know development to meet the needs of that market. Um, you know, they're they're not uh, a rewritten legacy system. They're not something that's you know uh, been in place 20 years and they're trying to just make it give it a fresh face and 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 then say it's a cloud-based application. So um, I think there's a lot to that. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, takes it really represents the the kind of evolving of the technology world, and you know you want something that takes advantage of those things. And, and by being on the Amazon platform, uh, it shows their their commitment to using current tools and current technology, which means in the long run it's going to work better with everything else you have. So that's my pitch. Yeah, thanks, Ken. I know we're, we weren't able to jump in and do a high-level uh, demo of our ERP, but we're always open. If you reach out to OpenGov, uh, we're, we're always open to, to show you the product, and we would be happy to do that. So please reach out uh, if, you, if you'd want to get a little bit deeper dive and a, a deeper look into the software. Before I turn it over uh, for, for questions and answers, we did receive one question about do we integrate into the Tyler technology, um, you know, Different product offerings, and the answer is yes, we do. We do integrate into Tyler Technologies. That, that's going to allow you to use our tools like budget and planning, PLC, our reporting and transparency platform. Um, you know, as you're struggling with some of these legacy financial systems, most of our customers that come on, um, you know, with with Tyler Technology, they're they're struggling with that system. They use our tools, see see the advantage of the cloud-based software, and then eventually we'll we'll migrate into a you know, the, the leader in cloud-based software and, and OpenGov financials. So I'd like to turn it over to any other questions that are out there. Thank you. And participants, we just a couple minutes before um, the end of this session. Um, to enter your question through the web conference system, simply type into the chat box area and then click on Send. We'll just give you a moment to see whether anything else comes in. And presenters, we don't have anything in the chat. We are very close to the top of the hour. Do you have any closing remarks before we close out today? I would just like to thank, again, ICMA and Amazon Web Services for the support of this webinar today. And thanks, everybody, for joining. Yeah, that's what I wanted to just thank everybody for joining in, also ICMA and Amazon Web Services and OpenGov. Great. And with that, we will conclude today's webinar. A special thank you to our presenters and to everyone who joined us today. Please take a moment now to complete a brief evaluation of today's program by clicking on the evaluation link to the left of the screen. Your comments and suggestions are important to us as we plan future events. The survey must be completed in order to receive a certificate for this program. You can access the survey from your ICMA University dashboard by clicking on the program title once you are logged in. Thank you for your participation in today's webinar. We hope you'll join us again soon. Today's program is Copyright 2020 by the International City-County Management Association with all rights reserved, and this does conclude today's program. Thanks for joining. You may now disconnect. Thank you.